Hello, my name is Jess, and you are listening to Jess in the Flesh. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back. It's been a hot minute. I'm gonna really just discuss where I've been at, where, uh, what's up, because I have a lot to discuss. <laughs> but anyway, if you don't know me, hi, I'm Jess. I'm tw- a 23 year old who graduated college almost a year ago. And I'm just making this podcast basically to share advice and my wisdom. My last name is Wise, so why not share my wisdom with y'all? I was destined for this. <laughs> um, but also, I just like to talk through my processes, really what's going on, because it helps me just like get out of my system, out in the void. And maybe things I'm going through can help like other people if they feel lonely or relate to what I'm saying as well as I discuss self-development and creativity and other topics I just find really interesting because I'm a nerd so I like to do all this research on all different kinds of topics so we get some saucy topics up in here but today I will be discussing habitual patterns and breaking the bad habitual patterns but first before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode i'm going to give you a little bit of a recap of where i've been what's happening whether or not you care i don't care if you care or not i need to do this for myself and look back on on the memes what's happening at this point in my life so anyway first order of business this is this is some freaky ass shit so i was getting into like manifestation and the law of attraction and everything and i for sure believe it like i believed it for a while but recently i had an experience that really really like reinforced that because it was just crazy how everything panned out for me and basically i tried a manifestation jar you don't know what that is basically it's like a jar and you put things that remind you of your intention in it and after that two weeks later um i got offered a full-time job and it was like for money that's what i was manifesting and it it not even like i had to work for it it just fell into my lap it was crazy um probably going to share that story in more detail on my youtube channel so if you want to um go watch that video once it's up it's on youtube.com slash justwise so that's my youtube channel <laughs> subtle plug okay <laughs> i also finished my digital marketing certificate this week i did the foundations of digital marketing i think it's a course offered by google it's free so yeah i got that done i learned a lot about all different areas of marketing for small businesses it was more of like geared towards small business owners who were running brick and mortar kind of businesses so businesses with actual storefronts but i feel like a lot of the information was still helpful to know because digital marketing was something i was considering going into a career for me in the future potentially um 
but right now I'm more interested in learning about UX design and if you don't know what that is it's short for user experience design so you help implement research and strategy into making a product more easily accessible for the customer so usually usually it's tech nowadays but you know we just you just like do the research and test features to make sure that they work the best for the customer and it's the easiest way to do the thing that they need to do going into the app or website or whatever so i just felt i just thought it was like a great combination of all my interests because i like to help people and it challenges me creatively but it's also not one of my hobbies <laughs> which is good because i knowing myself if i went into a career based on one of my hobbies like if i became an artist like i really like to oil paint if i became an artist or like a painter professionally i wouldn't like it anymore because i'd be forced to do it to make a living and for me that takes the joy out of hobbies sometimes so um so yeah i'm currently using the money from this full-time job to save up for a ux course so i can learn and be certified and then potentially get a job in that field um and also saving up to move i love where i live i love jersey but it is reinforcing old habits which is something i will discuss later and the topic of this show and i feel like i need a change of scenery a change of pace and just throw myself out into the void and really figure it out because i feel like i'm just stuck in this nest of just my family and i want to start connecting with other people besides them and during this time it's been a little difficult uh if you're watching this in the future, it's still COVID, the times of COVID. So, yeah. And I'm also still looking for remote positions because the job I just got, I enjoy my coworkers, I enjoy the environment, but at the end of the day, I want to be able to utilize all of my gifts and I don't feel like they are all being utilized. That is all I'm saying. Um, and I've also been working on a painting for my college roommate. And it's almost done. It's going to be cool. I've never done a painting like this before, though. So I have the acrylic layer done. It's a cityscape. And I'm also going to be using UV paint so it'll glow in the dark which is pretty freaking sick if you ask me, but I still have to test the paints and make sure they're, they're cool. So that'll be fun. And I'm also, the dates are set. My roomies and I are going to go on vacation to Tennessee, which is going to be super fun. I haven't been on a vacation in four years and I'm really excited. Also, because I've never been on a vacation with my friends, it's always been with my family, and so I feel like this would be a new, fun experience for the three of us. So, I'm super excited about it. Super stoked. Also, recently, I've just been taking it a little bit more slow and giving myself time to breathe and 
and enjoy the moments I'm having living here because I you know I won't be living here for much longer hopefully knock on um there's no wood around here but let's say I'm knocking on wood okay um and so I'm trying to make the most of it because I'm really close with my parents and like my dog like literally when I move out and I leave my dog I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself honestly and that's that's gonna be going into my budget when I move because I need a furry animal to love me and rely on me to live because I might be moving to a place where I don't know anyone and I'll at least have my dog if I get lonely yeah and also I'll probably be popping in this podcast and making YouTube videos if I'm lonely too and that's kind of the reason why I started doing those things because I just never felt like I could relate to people in person and so this is a way for me to feel more comfortable kind of talking and <laughs> putting my voice in the void if you know what I mean um also recently I have gotten into watching the Netflix show The Circle it's basically like a reality tv game show where these people have online profiles and they can catfish each other and they can only communicate through there so they can't see each other and so they have to develop relationships and rank everyone and the winner gets a hundred thousand dollars and it's a whole thing and at first what because i i tried to watch it like previously before it kind of blew up on tiktok a little bit and people were talking about it and then i gave it another chance and I, I'm enjoying it. Like, it's dumb, but I enjoy it. It's one of those, like, guilty pleasure shows. Like, when I was a freshman in high school, <laughs> Dance Moms, guilty pleasure show. I used to love Dance Moms. And I look back and I'm like, who? what was I thinking? So at this point, I'm probably going to look back at this and be like, why were you watching The Circle, honey? You could have been watching so many better things. But, you know, it is it is the time, okay? It is the time. Um, I am also just... I honestly, I'm usually pretty good with my routine and, you know, doing a lot of self-care stuff, but I've been slacking on that a little bit, especially in regards to my fitness and eating habits. I still do eat a salad every single day without fail because I actually really like salad, but I don't exercise as much as I did previously and I know what I like to do when exercising but sometimes getting the motivation to do it becomes more difficult also my full-time job is in retail so essentially I'm on my feet all day and it can get relatively busy so I'm literally walking around all day on my feet all day for like you know seven eight hours straight sometimes nine so it's a little bit more difficult to you know get the energy to do it i know that if you prioritize something you make time to do it and so i don't really have a valid excuse but that's the excuse i'm going to currently go with and so i'm trying to get better at that and also in regard to my eating and snacking habits, 
I feel like I'm just snacking. I'm snacking like on healthy foods, but the portion control isn't there for me. And part of that I feel like is because I don't drink enough water. So sometimes your body interprets you being thirsty as being hungry. Anyway, that's a whole thing. But regardless, um, yeah, so today's topic is breaking cycles of habit. And we're going to go into that after this quick music break. So honestly, the first song I'm going to play, super iconic. I love it. 21 Pilots just released it a couple of weeks ago. It's their first single off their new album scaled and icy and it is called shy away and it's been stuck in my head for the past week so buckle your seatbelts kiddos let's play that bop um the first song i played was shy away by 21 pilots the next song was everything everything by good kid and finally the last song i played was every single night by password password so good stuff my guy anyway on to the topic at hand drum roll habits (laughs) we all have habits good habits bad habits but i'm really trying to focus on breaking out of bad habits but if we're going to talk about psychology for a little bit habits typically start with doing an action repeatedly on a subconscious level you're not aware that you're really doing this over and over again or you do it and you catch yourself doing it but you don't know how you got there like you're just drawn to do it because it's a coping mechanism it makes you feel better and the behavior um, continues to be reinforced because it just makes us feel a little bit bit better with dealing with our current situation, our life circumstances, or whatever. You know, so at the end of the day, you have that short-term, I guess, kind of reinforcement, but sometimes in the long term it can be detrimental if it's more of a negative habit. Um, and I also believe that habits reinforce other habits. If you do one bad habit, it can lead to another bad habit, which then leads you down a, a, you know, a tunnel, a tunnel full of bad habits, but it can also work aversely. So if you have one good habit, it can lead to other good habits. It's very much like the domino effect. At least that's my understanding of it. Personally, that's how I view it. I could be wrong. I could be right. Whatever. But that's how I see it. Just solely based on my experiences. So, I want to get into breaking habits and the cycle of habits. At least, I identify it as a cycle of habit. Because this is usually how I get into habits that are not as beneficial to my well-being so 
I feel like your habits, when they're a cycle, your life kind of feels like it repeats itself a lot. You know, some people have bad habits of not having enough self-worth to see that another person is not going to be their guy and they have a habit of blocking out the red flags because they want, you know, deep down they don't actually want a relationship or they don't believe that it's going to last and then they get in the habit of getting with people who aren't good for them. I can't relate. (laughs) Actually, I mean, I haven't really been with anyone, but you know, some people have gone into my life and they were not good people. So, yeah, I don't know. But I feel like it's just continuing to do the same set of actions repeatedly, but expecting a different result. At least it's in my eyes because I remained oblivious to the cycle I'm about to bring up like for years and years of my life and it's still happening. I'm aware of it now, but it's still happening and it's a cycle I'm trying to break out of, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but the one habitual cycle so far that I have broken already is patterns of negative self-talk and that was a habitual pattern that did not make me feel better about myself but it was just something I was comfortable in. You know sometimes you're just conditioned by society whether that's your family your friends the media you're watching into thinking that certain things are acceptable to do or say to yourself because you hear it from other people you know and like that it's a normal thing and then you start doing it and then you continue to do it and eventually you get so comfortable and lost in that cycle of habit. But eventually, it really took a toll on me. It affected the entirety of my childhood, middle school, high school, everything. It made me like hate myself and I was constantly attacking myself. And you know, that spiral made me spiral into a darker headspace and I that was it was so bad at certain points where that was all I was focused on I was just focused on getting through the day without taking action on some of the thoughts I was having and it was it was pretty bad uh, <laughs> I will admit that and this was all just stemming from my habit of negative self-talk I wasn't getting any external hardships that kind of reinforced the thoughts that I was having, but I was just stuck in that pattern for so long, so I continued to have those thoughts because I was comfortable there. And a lot of times we're just comfortable in our habits and we don't push out of them because we don't even realize we're in that loop. 
you know? Like, when I was talking to myself negatively, I didn't think anything of it, and I was just stuck in that loop. And, yeah, I eventually got over that, and that was solely because of a very, very negative experience that I had. I've brushed over in a couple of previous episodes. Basically, I was taken advantage of by someone that I had feelings for, and I thought they were my best friend and that they cared about me, and it turns out that they didn't. And really, it hurt, you know? And I couldn't look in the mirror the same way after that. And I was at an ultimate low. And so I didn't really have a big... I had a support system, but mostly it was my family. Um, The people who I was around, because this happened at college, so the people who I was around, there was maybe like one, two people who really truly had my back. But the rest of my friend group was friends with this person, and it was it was a whole thing. So no one, I felt like no one really had my back, and I saw the person who did that to me every single day. I felt awful about myself, and it kind of, you know, it took my power. It reinforced that negative self-talk even more. Um... And, you know, because I was at the, that was the lowest point in my life, when I was at that lowest point in my life, once I took a step back, because COVID helped break, (laughs) finalize that divide, so I didn't have that person in my face every day, in my life every day, and I, I was able to come home, separate myself, and focus, and that separation from that environment, those people, that person specifically, really kind of made me realize I need to change. I can't continue to live like this. And it made me realize this habitual pattern. You know, it kind of just came to me, that that awareness. Because I feel like the hardest thing when breaking out of any sort of habit or cycle of habits is the awareness stage because I feel like a lot of people don't take the time to be self-aware and realize how they're affecting others whereas I overanalyzed all of that and then felt bad about how I was negatively impacting other people and then I shut down and I was afraid to use my voice and you know it led me to the other habit of this negative self-talk as well. Maybe not led to it, but kind of reinforced it with all the other, you know, conditioning and environment that I was brought up in. So, yeah, so eventually I was like, you know what? I need to make a change. I need to try something I haven't tried. And so I, I, I think I heard about the law of attraction and passing. I picked up a self-development book, and that was that. I put those things into practice. I started feeling so much better about myself, about my competence and my worth, and now I can never look back. And I have genuinely been the most level-headed person I've ever been. 
I'm the most rational person I've ever been. I'm the most stoic person. I don't get angry easily anymore. And I just show a lot more love and gratitude and appreciation. And because of that situation, it really changed the trajectory of my life, okay? And it all started from being at the lowest point. Not saying that you have to be at the lowest point to change your life or whatever, but yeah, that's how that cycle kind of came to break. And yeah, I'm gonna um, play a couple more songs really quickly and then I'm gonna get into um, my current cycle that I am trying to break that I'm aware of because this has been a cycle that's been deep-seated in my life for like the long the longest time so yeah we will do that after our music break up first we're I'm playing Southern Comforting by Hotel Mira, and I'll see you when I return. We got Southern Comforting by Hotel Mira and Seven by Catfish and the Bottleman, two of my favorite bops. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed those musical selections. So right now we're just gonna dive in to talking about the current cycle that I am trying to break habitually. Basically, it is in regard to my hobbies and why I don't commit to things for long periods of time. So, let me preface this. I try. I think it's going to be different each time I jump into something new and then it's not. So, now I'm trying to slow down and really figure things out. This all starts from me, I think, just being a very scatterbrained, creative individual. I don't want to feel like I'm forced to hinder my creativity by sticking to one thing. Um, Because I don't think your creativity should be limited. And I don't want to limit my own creativity if I get a bunch of cool ideas. So I basically compile them all into a big master list of things that would be interesting, at least things I find interesting, to learn about or try or do. And I really let my curiosity have like full reign on my projects that I put time and energy into. Um, and that kind of sets the foundation for the prog- the projects to start but not really get anywhere. Basically, I describe this cycle in three different phases. I've really thought about this, guys. Like, this is the level of awareness we all need to figure our uh, figure out our shit, okay? So, phase 1 is the phase where I'm just doing my own thing and then a spark happens. I think of this really great idea and that sounds awesome. I want to learn about that. I want to do that. And so I just run for the brick wall. I jump right into the deep end of the pool and go ham. I jump in like Corbin Blue 
from Jump In. If you never watched that DCOM, you, you're really missing out, my guy. Corbin Blue, an icon. Double Dutch, iconic. It couldn't be me, but, you know. Yeah, I was always the kid in gym class at elementary school. When they did Double Dutch, I would always get smacked with a rope. So, uh, yes, Corbin Blue has so much more talent in his little pinky than I do, but I try nonetheless. <laughs> so, getting back on topic, the, exc the excitement from learning a new thing or skill kind of takes over and triggers that passion and that excitement for, like, the new thing. Learning something new makes me super excited and I have a lot of energy and passion going into it because something new and I I just love the process of learning because I'm a fucking nerd as we established numerous times. And so I become obsessed with the hobby or thing I want to learn in the beginning. And then the second phase I, t I entitled... Seeking validation from others. So, most of my projects are things that are done online and, you know, we're using social media. And I don't really like social media, but I want to get my messages and ideas out there before anyone else does them. So, I still use them to ex use these platforms to express my ideas. And when I post videos on YouTube or make these podcasts and things, I, you know, you are told to promote them across all of these different platforms and tell your friends and do all this stuff. So I start to promote them on my Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And eventually I hate, I just don't like promoting myself and promoting my content because I don't like posting on these platforms in the first place. So I'm not going to go out of my way just to post something to post something. I'm going to post something to promote something else. And then by doing that, I feel like I'm being spammy and I feel like I'm shoving my personal projects down other people's throats. And I don't want to feel like that because it feels sleazy and slimy and, you know, not genuine and I f I also just think I feel that way because I want other people to approve of what I'm doing which is why I also promote across all these different platforms and you know you're kind of told to do that and so I did it but I just feel very pushy and I get to a point where you know, not a lot of people are interacting with my stuff. And then I get bummed out because I'm not getting that validation or approval that I was seeking to really reinforce myself that my idea was actually good. And it's just hard for me to accept sometimes. And... I always tried to do this because I always wanted to feel like I was accepted by others and I never felt like I was accepted by others and always felt like, you know, the outcast loser or something. But that was really just a label I categorized myself via my negative self-talk spiral. So, you know, 
even though I broke that cycle and I am very level-headed now and I'm happy and content with myself, you know, sometimes the thoughts creep in as they naturally do. And that insecurity. Um, and by just using posts to solely promote my projects, I feel like I'm not adding as much impact to people's lives as I want to, even though the projects I'm doing, I feel like are, or I want them to be, but when I'm just like promoting, it just doesn't feel as genuine and not adding as much value as I could to the person reading whatever I'm making, regardless of the amount of people who do it, I don't really fucking care, but I just want to make sure I impact the people who matter. <laughs> I'm not saying that if you don't interact with me, you don't matter. What I am saying is that the people who are meant to find what I make are going to find what I make. And I want to add the most value that I can to those people who are genuinely interested in what I have to say and what I'm doing. Um, and I feel like I'm taking away for setting those foundations of continued growth and change and making that impact that I want because I'm pushing, push, there is an ulterior motive behind the post that I'm making because I am promoting something that I made. <laughs> you get it? Like, I just, I don't like that. I don't like how I feel when I do it. So it's like, it's hard for me to do it and then I don't like to do it. So then sometimes I'll stop promoting my personal projects just because I don't like feeling like that. And I literally just don't like posting to social media for no reason or just to brag about myself because that's what everyone else does. And I don't want to brag about myself because where's there's no there's no humbleness in that and I honestly you know in my perspective I don't really care about what most people from high school are doing right now like some people I'm curious about like you know the people who I hung out with my friends and stuff but everyone else like I really don't care anymore because their lives don't affect me, my life doesn't affect theirs, so there's really no point for me to see them, like, doing something fun, and, you know, people interpret social media in different ways, and it can make you feel bad about yourself, because it gives you a point of comparison, and I don't like being a part of that point of comparison for someone else to feel bad about themselves, so... I avoid it, just try not to make my, like, I don't want my content to hurt other people, and I don't want my content to contribute to the social dilemma, which is another issue that I have with the whole thing, but it's like, I also want to be able to speak my mind and spread the messages that I have to say, because it's easier for me to also communicate and feel like I'm talking to no one like I'm just talking to a camera right now like okay but it feels like I'm just talking to no one talking to myself because I'm the most comfortable with myself I'm not comfortable with most other people 
Um, unless I'm at work, because you when you work in retail, it is easy for you to have small talk with customers because you can comment on the things they are buying and it's short conversation doesn't have to go anywhere deep. When it comes to the deeper stuff, it is extremely hard for me to open up to anyone and there have only been a couple of people who have gotten to my soul, okay? <laughs> they really managed to get in there and at that point, I just, I'm like, get away from me. No, you're too close. I can't, which is bad. Which is another habit that I get into, which is a whole other thing. But that's not the cycle we're going to focus on right now. That is a whole other can of, can of worms I do not want to open currently. <laughs> Maybe later. So, anyway, so these validation, um... Well, these tendencies for validation from others when I promote things, it ends up discouraging me and I just, because I don't like how it feels to like just continue to be like, look at what I'm doing, look at this, look at that, like, I, you know, I'm not that flashy kind of person, but I also just want to be able to to share what I have to say, and for at least someone else to care, okay? So, it's a double-edged sword for me. And then, and then the third phase is when I get bored and I pivot. So, I'll then tell myself that, okay, eh, maybe this isn't for me. I don't really enjoy this anymore. And... That's usually around the same time where I get a whole new idea and I just jump to that and abandon the project I'm currently working on. So most of my projects get started, but none of them have been in the works long enough for them to get anywhere. Much like this podcast, much like my YouTube channel, much like, you know, the business I was trying to start. I... I'm just the kind of person who gets excited initially, jumps in, seeks that validation I need or feel like I need to find the motivation to keep moving forward. And I place too much weight on other people's opinions. I have gotten a lot better at that. Most of the time, I don't really give a fuck what anyone thinks of me. Like, whatever, you can think that I'm a piece of shit. That's cool. As long as I know I'm a good person, I'm a good person. Like, you know? I just feel like you can't make a valid assumption about someone until you actually know them. But most people don't get to that point of actually knowing someone to make a valid assumption about them. Because a lot of the time, the people who hurt others the most are the ones who are also the most in pain. It says the says the past bully. Okay, sorry. That's not in this conversation. But yeah, um fun fact, I used to be a bully in the sixth grade, but we're not we're not gonna go there either. Um but yeah. So when I get bored I put it in quotations just because 
I don't think that I am bored. I feel like the self-doubt creeps in that I'll be successful because I'm not, I feel like I'm not getting the validation, acknowledgement, um, engagement with what I am putting out. And then I second guess what I'm pulling, putting out deep inside. And then in my mind, I used to interpret that as like, oh, I'm bored. This isn't interesting anymore. And you know, then it would, then I would pivot and it would be very quick, very abrupt. I'd pivot and turn my attention to something else, something else that's a new idea that popped into my head or go back to an old thing like this podcast. I always come back to this podcast because I know it's actually something I enjoyed doing because I feel like this is therapeutic. If someone hears this, it might be able to help them or, you know, relate. Um, and all my life, I've just wanted to relate to people, but I have self-sabotaged myself so many times that I haven't allowed myself to do that, or I haven't, like, allowed myself to experience true love or romance. I haven't allowed myself to experience, you know, friendship and other deep, innate connections with people just because of, you know, the doubt and the fear that come along with that. I have gained a lot of confidence in my self-worth and abilities in other areas of my life. Like, I know that anything that I would want to ever achieve in my career, in my life, um, but ma mainly my career, I can go and do that because I am self-motivated and I'll go and fucking do it. In regard to navigating the world of socialization and with people, that is another whole difficult thing that I, it's overwhelming to me and I don't know how to go about doing that. So, you know, so it's, it's hard. Anyway, back on topic. I'm sorry, sometimes I have ADHD tendencies. I'm not gonna self-diagnose. I don't think I have actual ADHD, but let's continue. So, yeah, so this cycle of hobbies has really been occurring for years and years of my life. I started my, the first, like, digital hobby I guess I, would, I started with was my YouTube channel. I started making videos, I think, maybe eighth grade, freshman year of high school. I don't remember, but it's been a good while. I haven't been consistent with it. It was on and off for the longest time. And it's because of this cycle that I have found myself in. And I think that that stems from trauma directly. And I mean, it's not, I don't think it's like deep rooted trauma. I believe that my lack of commitment to things and getting bored is a defense mechanism and beca because I feel comfortable in the chaos, so I, you know, I bask in it and I make the chaos for myself, so then I feel okay. Because if things are consistent and structured, I feel like something is wrong which is crazy, but it's true. Um, but anyway, I feel like the, um, the habit, the habitual cycle that I'm currently in 
all stems from my childhood and relating to other people and my experiences with friendships. Growing up, I I would make a friend and they would move away. And I, I knew how to pick them. I don't know. I don't know how, but I knew how to pick them. And this would ha- this happened probably five to seven different times. I would make a friend, they would leave. I would make a friend, then they'd leave. So that reinforced a belief in me that people are temporary and things are going to change. And it kind of just closed me off to, you know, befriending people, having any sort of relationships with anyone and isolated myself. And so since I didn't think that that was consistent, right, I did I, I kind of learned not how not to be consistent and so I think that is kind of a direct reflection in this habitual cycle because it's not consistent um but I know that since I got over my first um habitual cycle that was really taking its toll on me, I know I can get through this one as well. And I think it's now, now it's time to really start making an effort to really deep diving in and finding things that I really thoroughly enjoy and that I should stick to. I feel like this podcast may be one of them. My YouTube channel may be one of them because those are the things that I keep cycling back to But at the same time, I don't know because I haven't, there's still so much more I want to learn and so much more I want to do. And I don't want to pigeonhole myself. Like I want to leave room to follow the curiosity. I don't want to completely repress the curiosity that I have for new and exciting things. But I also want to be able to stick to a project for a long duration of time. And that would be something I could be really proud of myself. Um, so, I mean, I feel like the first step to breaking these kind of habitual cycles would be awareness. Um, I don't even know how I became aware of this. I think one day I was probably just meditating or something, because I do that now, because, you know, self-development Queen over here <laughs> so I I was probably just meditating and it came to my mind and I'm like that makes a lot of sense why I do this or why you know how I conclude why I think I do this right why I think I do this and you know how it's affected me and affected others um and yeah if you're not meditating fucking do it it's it's life-changing People say it's woo-woo. There is science behind it. Go fucking do your research. I'm not going to get into that, but I swear. That is, that's really one of the key things that have changed um, my life and broke me out of that negative um, thought cycle. Um, so I think the second step that I would need to do to break this habitual cycle would be to find the pivotal point the point that you know makes me stop continuing to work on the project and 
the area that kind of needs the most work. For me, in my situation, it's the second phase where I feel like I am pushing my content down people's throats, that I'm not being genuine, and that I am limiting my value because I am promoting myself. I don't think you should feel like you're limiting your value just because you're promoting yourself, but I also felt guilty because the only post I would make would be promotional. And, you know, my social media shouldn't just be an ad for me. Like, okay, like, watch my shit, listen to my shit, interact with my shit, because it just... It, does, it didn't feel right. It still doesn't feel right to do that. And I think that's kind of why I internalize social media as feeling like an obligation to me for these projects to be successful, right? Like, if I didn't promote them on social media, who would know about them? Part of me is like, yeah, I should shout my products from the rooftops and um, tell everyone about it and be proud of what I'm working on. I am proud of what I'm working on because I feel like I could impact a lot of other people. But at the same time, I hate solely making promotional posts and I don't like posting for no reason. I just, I want to add value but I don't know how to do that in a way that feels right to me. Because I just, I just don't like posting on social media because it causes me and a lot of other people to compare vanity metrics. And like, I'm not usually a surface level person, but you know, someone else could post a very similar photo to you and get like five to ten times the amount of likes and engagement than you do and then you feel like shit and obviously I'm not a likable person because nobody really gets to know me because I don't let anyone in and so you know that that affects that and I just it just makes me not feel good about myself so I'd rather just not post anything so then I don't have that metric to compare myself to anyone else which also is another element that makes it difficult. And just posting about my life, it just feels too yay me for me. Like, I don't, I don't like to boast about myself. Because I'm just a fucking person living a normal life. My life isn't anything uh, crazy or uber significant compared to someone else's. And I feel like everyone's life is significant. And I don't want to dull dim the light of someone else um and cause them to compare themselves to me and feel bad about themselves because of what i am posting or what i am saying um because i've been on both ends of that situation and it's not a fun situation to be in um yeah so step three i'm saying at least my my plan of action is to try to find a solution um, and, you know, do trial and error sort of things. Um, I don't know if I should even 
post on social media anymore? Do I completely delete my accounts? Would that be better for my mental health and for my clarity? It might not reach a lot as many people, but it wouldn't as negatively affect me. Um, I feel like in that sort of way. But I could also go in the direction of just continuing to post the content for what it is and um, trying to make an effort to post more content that is solely valuable and has no promotion in it because that would help develop a loyal group of people to get behind you because of the information that you are speaking and there's no intent behind it and I don't want to feel like I'm manipulating people to listen to me you know everyone has their own voice their own free will and I don't want to feel like I'm manipulating anyone and that's also something (laughs) I struggle with a lot and you know, and I know that from my past experiences, staying silent has hurt more people than speaking aloud. At least if you speak your mind, someone else has a chance of relating to what you're saying, and someone might be able to agree with you, feel less alone, and you can add an impact. If you stay silent, you suffer silent. So, yeah. I think it's just about trying to find that balance of using social media to bring awareness to my content, but also, you know, keeping my mental health in mind because I know how it negatively affects me and it's, I'm I'm just trying to find what feels right to me. It's just very, it's very difficult, it's very challenging, but I know that nothing changes unless you push yourself out of your comfort zone, and I might just need to continue to do it to gain, to gain strength, to not, not care as much about dumb shit like vanity metrics, like, I don't, like, why, like, why should I care? I feel like it's just because I relate those vanity metrics directly to my project. And so I see my project as not being as amazing as I thought it was because of the interactions of me discussing my project on social media. And I also feel like once I announce some kind of project on social media, that's when I get cold feet. And I try something else. And it's quiet. Because once I announce it, especially to people who know of me or know me in real life, I fear failure. I fear the failure, not just failing, like, I'm fine with failing, but failing in front of other people freaks me out. But I know that if I can't fail in front of other people then how am I going to get anywhere? Because I know that you need to fail to be able to succeed because you need to fail to learn lessons. But 
I don't know, maybe I need to go about a different method and remain quiet about my projects. And whoever finds them, finds them, because I feel like as soon as I go public and start telling people about it, that's when I fucking run for the hills, because I don't want anyone to to laugh at me. Like, that's really what it comes down to. So, yeah, I don't have spirals of negative self-talk, but I still have insecurities, like a normal person, I, I feel like that's kind of a normal thing. So, anyway, I'm, I just don't know exactly what to do, but I think I'm just gonna, yeah, trial and error. Post a lot, don't post a lot, and try to find a happy balance that I'm okay with. Because it really comes down to maintaining your mental health, but also pursuing the things you want to pursue, and not letting fear get in the way. And so I'm trying to go against that and like push myself to stay on track with these things. Anyway, um, so now I'm just going to talk about my future plans and projects that I was you know, thinking about doing and, um, the reevaluation that I'm going under, as you can tell, I think a lot. Um, so I, I think currently I need to continue to reevaluate the projects that I am working on now and pick and choose what really makes me happy or what resonates with me the most. I feel like this podcast is one of them because it's the thing I keep coming back to as well as my YouTube channel. I don't know if my current YouTube channel is it or just the fact of making videos. Um, but I do like making videos. Um, all I would know is that whatever I do, I want it to stay aligned with my purpose at least what i perceive as my purpose at this moment because people say oh this is my life's purpose but your purpose can change and no one really talks about that your purpose can change it doesn't have to stay constant at this mo at this moment my purpose is to be able to lift up other people and give advice and spread mental health awareness as well as teaching others to find that self-worth in themselves and not be afraid to use their voice because I repressed my voice for so long and I got fed up and now I have a podcast. <laughs> so sometimes the person that we put out into the universe um, or how others perceive us is not who they really are. And, you know, in the past, I was not nearly as authentic as I am now. In the past, I was wearing a mask and I wanted to be, like, a tough girl because I didn't want to feed into that stereotype of being sensitive and having a heart because 
I felt like as soon as I'd let someone in, they would crush me. And, yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. But, um, you also can't just be so cold that no one can feel, like, relate, like, can, no one can relate to you. And being vulnerable is beautiful, like, damn. Also, I feel like this podcast has really just, like, made me feel comfortable and confident saying what's on my mind. I hope I'm able to help other people through my life experience and add some sort of value, because that's all I want to do. Anyway, we're going to get to the closing remarks now, because I feel like I've rambled on long enough. Every episode, I have a question of the show, which I pull from my Ask FM account, which, you know, you all ask anonymous questions and I answer them because I don't have a big enough following to ask y'all directly and random ass people are just on there asking questions all the time. So, you know, that's where I pull the content. Um, so today's question is, would you rather live in the mountains or by the beach? I am definitely more of a mountain person. The beach is sandy and gross and you're sweaty and it's just it's just not too pleasant of an experience for me personally i don't really mind the beach but i totally prefer the mountains preferably mountains with a lake situation there's a part of me that wants to live alone in a cabin in the woods but that's when i'm like a a, a widow and my husband freaking is dead so <laughs> good stuff um I just also feel like the beach is very social and noisy and I'm the kind of person who is, I'm definitely an introvert so I need like my space and it's easier for me to be able to like connect with nature and feel kind of in tune. I know it sounds really woo woo but like feel in tune with everything and get a clearer head. I get a clearer head when I'm, you know, in the woods. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening or watching, depending on how you're viewing this. If you are viewing this on Spotify, I mean, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you're cool. I also have a YouTube channel, so if you want to check that out, I'll leave it linked in the show notes. And you can see my face as I'm talking to you. Wow, who knew? If you're watching on YouTube, hello. I have this show on Spotify and all the other streaming platforms, if you will. So, yeah. And I know how I read it about using social media and not using social media. If you want to follow me anyway, um... (laughs) My social media for this show is at Jess in the Flesh Radio on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you also want to submit a discussion topic, you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. Or you can DM me directly, respond to my Instagram stories if I ever post those. <laughs> or you can go to anchor.fm slash just in the flesh slash message and actually send me a voice message that I can include in the show, which would actually be super dope. So I'm, I'm still waiting on someone to do that because that would be cool and pretty epic. So 
anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you again so much for listening and hopefully I'll see you next time. Bye guys.